its 1912. New Mexico, then Arizona, became the 47th and 48th states of America, respectively. The cartoonist who created the Adams Family, Charles Adams, was born, and the HMS Titanic made its ill-fated maiden voyage to New York. But at the Stockholm Olympics, men's 100-meter freestyle, a 21-year-old tanned Hawaiian representing America took his mark. The race began, and the Hawaiian took such a commanding lead that he paused and looked back to note his competitors. He resumed swimming and won the gold medal while setting a world record with a two-meter gap between him and his competition. The gold medalist was Hawaii Surfing Olympic Ambassador of Aloha, Duke Kahanamoku. And this is Legends from the Pacific. Aloha, and thank you for joining us. This is Legends from the Pacific, Episode 14, Hawaii's Surfing Olympic Ambassador of Aloha, Duke Kahanamoku. I am Kamuela Kanashiro. This episode continues our month-long focus of Hawaii, so follow us on Twitter or Instagram and share us with your friends and family. Also, as you may have noticed, this is a longer episode. So I apologize to our listeners who plan on our episodes being less than 13 minutes. There's also a few supernatural elements peppered into this episode, so our paranormal fans can be on the lookout for them. Later in this episode, your featured song and Hawaiian word, but first, Duke Kahanamoku. He was born in 1890 in an area of Waikiki known as Kalia. Duke was not a nickname or title. It was his first name. His full name was Duke Paoa Kahinu Mokoi Huli Kohola Kahanamoku. He was the oldest of nine children, which consisted of five brothers and three sisters. It's said his family were descended from lower ranked ali'i that served higher ali'i and top advisors. If you were wondering, it is unlikely there's a connection between my family and the Kahanamokus, but records remain unclear. Duke attended Kamehameha schools but dropped out and became a Waikiki beach boy to support his family. The Waikiki beach boys were a symbol of Hawaii's history. They were mainly Hawaiians who earned tips from tourists wealthy enough to visit the islands. The Waikiki beach boys would teach the tourists Hawaiian culture and customs like fishing, surfing, playing the ukulele, and going on a canoe ride. The clean-cut Waikiki Beach Boys didn't gamble or drink, and in some regards could be considered Hawaii's first cultural guides. It was here Duke cultivated his aquatic or waterman abilities and surfed on his surfboard Papa Nui. Nui is Hawaiian for big, so Papa Nui means big papa. Now, Papa Nui was a massive old-school surfboard, Papa Nui was made of hard coal wood. It was 16 feet long, weighed almost 114 pounds, and did not have a skeg or fin, which helps modern surfers maneuver. 
1911, Duke broke three world records in freestyle swimming races at Honolulu Harbor. Honolulu Harbor is where Aloha Tower is. People scrutinized Duke's time by stating incorrect timekeeping devices were used and ocean currents could have helped Duke swim faster. However, at this time, Hawaii was a U.S. territory, so Duke qualified for a place on the U.S. Olympic team. As stated in our opening story, Duke participated in the 1912 Stockholm Olympics. He won the gold medal in the men's 100-meter freestyle and a silver in the men's 4x200-meter freestyle relay. Duke began traveling internationally with swimming exhibitions and showed the world how to surf and make their own surfboards. Remember, at this time, surfing was only known in a few places outside Polynesian cultures. On December 24, 1914, Duke was at Sydney's Freshwater Beach, which is where many feel surfing developed in Australia. Duke became known as the Big Kahuna. I find this interesting because a kahuna is a Hawaiian priest skilled in Hawaii's ancient ways. So it's unclear if he got this nickname from supernatural implications because there is the saying, surfers can walk on water. But Duke was the world's big kahuna. Now I'd like to pause and move from Duke Kahanamoku to another Waikiki beach boy who helped popularize surfing in California, George Freeth. See, George Freeth was a part Hawaiian who was hired to show off his surfing to entice visitors to California's Redondo Beach. But George had trouble with his traditional longboard on California's coast, so he cut his board in half. Many mark this moment as the birth of the original longboard. George was also credited with developing the rescue paddleboard and awarded the gold life-saving medal for rescuing several fishermen off Venice Beach during a storm. Unfortunately, George Freeth died in San Diego from 1919's global flu pandemic, also known as the Spanish flu, which killed more than 2,300 people in Hawaii. George Freeth's body was returned to Oahu, where he was buried. It's 1916. The Olympics are canceled as the world is engaged in World War I. Duke continues swimming exhibitions to raise money for the war. He'll have to wait until the 1920 Antwerp Olympics to defend his title in the men's 100-meter freestyle. Duke won the event, but there was a dispute and the athletes had to do a re-swim. But Duke won again, setting a new world record of 1 minute and 1.4 seconds. Then, Duke won his third gold medal in the men's 4x200-meter freestyle relay. At the 1924 Paris Olympics, the 33-year-old waterman matched his previous 100-meter freestyle time of 1 minute and 1.4 seconds, but this time, that earned him a silver medal. Duke competed in the 1932 Los Angeles Olympics as an alternative on the U.S. water polo team, which won a bronze medal. Duke's medal count was three golds, two silvers, and one bronze, though many feel Duke could have won two more golds if the 1916 Olympics weren't canceled from the war. In the early 1920s, Duke lived in LA and appeared in films and TV shows. He also rescued eight men at California's Newport Beach with his surfboard, 
the Newport Beach police chief remarked that it was the most superhuman surfboard rescue act the world has ever seen. Duke moved back to Hawaii and was elected sheriff for the city and county of Honolulu. You know, it's funny because at this time, everyone knew who Duke was. And there were stories of people being shocked to find Duke knocking on their door and he knew their name. But this was because Duke was there to serve them papers. Duke married Nadine Alexander, who was a dance teacher at the Royal Hawaiian Hotel. Nadine became enamored with Duke when she was a teenager and saw pictures of him. Duke also became close friends with Doris Duke, who had a house in Hawaii named Shangri-La. In 1959, Hawaii became the 50th state of America. And the following year, in 1960, Duke was granted the title Hawaii's Ambassador of Aloha. Duke was the first person inducted into the Swimming and Surfing Halls of Fame. He also met England's Queen Mother Elizabeth and danced the hula with her. It should be noted that by this time, the hula was reinstated. King Kalakaua lifted the ban 60 years after it was established. But that's a story for another time. It's 1968. Rosemary's Baby, Stanley Kubrick's 2001 A Space Odyssey, Planet of the Apes, Rowan and Martin's Laugh-In, and the original Hawaii Five-O debuted. The Zodiac Killer baffles authorities. America's race issues escalate with the assassination of Martin Luther King Jr. while the Vietnam War rages on. Many celebrities are born at this time, like Gillian Anderson, Sarah McLaughlin, Daniel Craig, Will Smith, and Hawaii's Kelly Hu. Led Zeppelin is debuting around the world, but at the start of this year, Duke Kanemoku passed away from a heart attack. He was 77. Duke's ashes were scattered at Waikiki Beach to the song Aloha Oi. Aloha Oi was written by the Hawaiian Kingdom's queen, Lilio Kalani, when she was a princess. Aloha Oi is commonly performed as a somber farewell song. Now, you might have noticed when Duke was born in 1890, he was a citizen of the Hawaiian Kingdom. The kingdom was overthrown by businessmen who presented it to America. But the current American president, Grover Cleveland, did not approve of Hawaii's annexation and tried to restore Queen Lilio Kalani's power. This forced the businessmen to create a Republic of Hawaii in 1894. The Republic of Hawaii remained in power for six years until President William McKinley approved Hawaii's annexation. Hawaii became a U.S. territory in 1900, then a state in 1959. I mention this because this was the backdrop of Duke Kahanamoku. Now, just take a moment to think about this. What's it gotta be like to see your country go from a monarchy to a republic to a territory and become a state? Consider the societal mechanics like money, laws, and the legal system for courts and trials. What's that got to be like to experience how they change and move through the times? As for the details of Hawaii's changing government, that's a story for another time. Today, Duke Kahanamoku's influence is seen around the world. Lifeguards implemented surfboards as life-saving devices. The area of Waikiki where Duke was born, Kalia, is where the Hilton Hawaiian Village is. He was inducted in the U.S. Olympic Hall of Fame 
Duke made it to a postal stamp in 2002. The surfboard Duke made in Sydney is on display at Australia's Freshwater Surf Club. New Zealand's New Brighton Beach unveiled a replica of Duke's surfboard in 2015, marking the 100th anniversary of Duke's visit. Also in 2015, Duke was honored with a Google Doodle for his 125th birthday. But while there are many Duke Kahanamoku monuments and statues, his bronze statue at Waikiki Beach is probably the most recognized. The statue is 9 feet tall and erected near the area where his ashes were scattered. Duke stands arms wide, welcoming people, but his back is facing the ocean. This created controversy since Hawaiians are always taught never turn your back on the ocean. But the statue was accepted, and it's usually draped with flower lays by tourists and locals. When Duke's wife, Nadine Kahanamoku, saw the statue, she said, That's him, but his shorts are too long. She then scratched where his shorts should end, and the marks were still there the last time I saw the statue. Also, a storm moved a Waikiki traffic cam, so it pointed to the statue and Waikiki Beach instead of the road. When the camera was corrected, the state was bombarded by emails from people around the world who enjoyed watching the statue with the scenic Waikiki Beach background. So the camera is always on Duke Kanamoku's statue and has become one of the most popular traffic cameras in the world. It's common for tourists to wave at the camera to their loved ones watching at home. I've had the pleasure of meeting and hanging out with members of the Kahanamoku family. There's also the Outrigger Duke Kahanamoku Foundation, a nonprofit organization which gives scholarships to surfers and Hawaii's athletes who compete in Duke's sports. A link to them can be found in our show notes or visit them at dukefoundation.org. It's been said that Duke's ghost was seen surfing in California. I find this odd since Duke is so far from home. However, his younger sister, Maria, has been seen on Oahu. See, Maria became sick with a mysterious illness and died in her 20s. Her fiancé commissioned a statue of her, which was placed at her gravesite. People driving by or visiting the cemetery at night claim to have seen an eerie young woman walking along the cemetery. These witnesses returned during the day and said Maria's statue resembled the woman they saw. The location of the cemetery and these encounters was Oahu's Nu'uanu Avenue, walking distance from the Royal Mausoleum, Mauna Ala, and near the Pali. If you like what you heard, Please give us a rating, write a review, and share Legends from the Pacific with your friends and family. I'd really appreciate it. Our theme song is Mystery by Tavana, courtesy of High Sessions. Sound effects are by Sound Effects Factory. Our music coordinator is Matt Duffy, a.k.a. DJ Triple Bypass. And I'd like to say a special thank you to Sarah Fairchild. Links and show notes can be found on our website, legendsfromthepacific.com, including a link to your featured song, which is Body Surfing by Pure Heart, courtesy of High Sessions. Legends from the Pacific was written, produced, and edited by me, Kamuela Kanashiro. I also wrote our original stories. Your featured Hawaiian word is kai, 
Kai means near the sea or seaside. An example for Kai could be the area of Oahu known as Hawaii Kai, which means Hawaii near the sea. Or Kai can also be seen in the word Makai, which means toward the sea. Once again, Kai is Hawaiian for near the sea. Thank you once again for listening. Mahalo and a hui ho. Hui ho.